Well, I gotta gotta meekly tell you that I'm recording you, Josh, for the purpose of the podcast. Well, thanks. I feel safe now. Yeah, you feel safe. It's freedom of act information. But anyways, how are you today, Joshy? Uh, I'm all right, Nick. Uh, had a had a bit of a hiccup uh, earlier today. I apologize for that, Nick. As oh, usual. This hiccup was about. <laughs> so um, I I thought I had charged the laptop uh, last night, but uh, apparently the outlet or not the outlet, but the the what do you call it? The extension I had connected into wasn't plugged in. So that was just uh, it was just under my bed the whole the whole night and wasn't even charging. And then once we got to the library, it turned out that uh, I hadn't charged anything. So yeah. That that was my hiccup. I'm sorry about that one, but uh, we got the Skype thing going on right now. Uh, we tried to do that thing on Anchor earlier today, but I think it only got us like what three minutes into the podcast. I think Nick. Oh yeah, it kicked us out because it kept disconnecting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, how are you? I'm great. You know, we spent all that time going downtown to find out that he didn't charge your laptop. Of course. <laughs> I mean. Uh, that's- Anyone else would have a swell time about that. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> we ended up going to the gym after, so it wasn't a total loss. I took out my anchor on the stairmaster, you know. <laughs> Twenty minutes of the stairmaster, I'm like, damn it, Josh, why didn't you charge your laptop? Now I gotta take out all this frustration walking. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's been a tough uh, week for the NBA, Nick. Uh, well, tough not week just... for you or the NBA. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think it's both. A little bit of both, yo. Um, so Lee got suspended, uh, unfortunately, due to uh, the coronavirus or COVID nineteen. Well, uh, the way it happened was pretty shitty. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it it was. Uh, you you want to elaborate on that, Nick? So, do you want the TLDR, the summarized version of this? I'm gonna give I'm, it to you anyways. Yeah, give it to give it. Just say how you want to. I I know you have your opinion on this one. So Rudy Gobert, he's having media day in Utah on Monday after he played the Pistons on Sunday, I believe, and they're about to play the OKC Thunder on Wednesday. And Gobert, after that Monday press conference, you know he was being negligent and reckless. And he was making fun of COVID-19, saying, you know, we don't have to panic. It's just another flu. Or he was giving off that attitude. And after the interview, he touches all the mics, the recorders, the cameras, every piece of recording equipment. And come Wednesday, he has the flu, right? And the NBA is like, okay, we want to confirm he doesn't have COVID-19. Bam, he tests positive for it. And what happens? That game is postponed. Then Donovan Mitchell tests positive for it the next day, but the NBA already shut down the league. They already had their patient zero. They didn't want to run the risk, which I totally get. And it was smart of the NBA, but look at the ripple effect towards the other major leagues. MLS, La Liga, Bundesliga, Premier League, NHL, NFL, MLB, they're all affected right now. And it's thus. It just takes one. It just takes one in any of the major sports, and they're all going to shut down, which is the right call, I think. Yeah, I, I agree on that, right? Like, uh, I mean, it's, these are just games. Um, you you want to you want to keep safe, right? So there's no denying that's the correct thing to do. 
but uh also it was just the the whole way the whole thing went down i i mean it's kind of rough just blaming rudy because i mean to be honest like it could have been like anyone that they got this virus but uh it's just the way he like his attitude towards it like I even rem- I even remember like I, I even remember you saying that night we were texting remember and you were like oh it's probably because uh, Rudy Gobert or whatever because uh, he he already had signs of the flu maybe he tested positive and uh, what do you call it and and like both you and I just remembered that that press conference where he was touching all the mics and then we were just like well if that was his attitude during the press conference what the hell do you think his attitude was in the locker room. And surely enough, remember what uh, his teammates said, that he was being pretty reckless about it. Yeah, he so, was touching everyone's stuff and just, you know, messing with people's lockers. And guess who's right beside uh, Rudy Gobert's locker? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Mitchell, despite a... Yeah, so, I mean, like... Uh, don't get me wrong like I was pretty upset I'm just like seriously Rudy like you could have just been you know you could have taken precaution and stuff instead of acting this way because I mean if he acted like that in the locker room Nick what do you think he must have like been doing outside of the locker room and and I mean like I'm I'm speculating a lot like I don't know I've I'm not with the guy like a hundred like all day right but at the same time, like if you if you're acting like that in the locker room, like I can only imagine like he's not even taking precautions outside of the locker room either, right? I mean, I can't really you know what? I can't really blame anyone for catching this virus. To be honest, it could happen to any one of us. It's the way that he went about it that kind of irked me. I mean, you're a professional athlete. You should be taking care of yourself. Health is number one to you, especially in your line of work, right? I mean, you, you got to take all the precautions that you can take, especially with this. I know they're like all mid-20 healthy basketball players, so in the long run, it's not going to affect them. In the short term, they're probably going to get a fever at most, right? Right. Well, the, the, what do you call it? The mortality rate doesn't seem – well, I'm no expert, but like it doesn't seem like for anyone under what – I think they were saying under 50, like it was like – you you had a really high probability of surviving it, right? Um, but but yeah, like you you got to be setting the example, especially if you're an athlete. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate how it all went down. And then I don't know if you remember, but uh, the 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 game after that Utah Oklahoma or the game after that Utah Oklahoma City game was, and to close off the NBA day was the Pelicans against the Kings which was like a marquee matchup because they're both battling for eighth and whatnot. And uh, little did they know, or actually, no, they they knew that uh, the referee working that game had worked a a game with the Jazz earlier in the week. I think it was that Sunday night game you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, And then that's when the players were like, you know what? If they have it over there and this guy was near him, I'm pretty sure we're not going to play go ahead with this game. So I think the players were the ones they were against playing that game too. And uh, it, they ended up not playing because the, the original plan was to go ahead and play with it. Um, now, with all that said, Nick, there's been uh, some, some news uh, pretty much leading up to right now, which is like, what, 8.19 Pacific time? Uh, there's been some news about 
the the NBA restarting, and they're saying it's not going to be mid or mid to late June that they're going to restart the season. Correct? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, in case you didn't know, Nick, they also canceled the NBA G League season. They say they will not re; they're not going to continue that uh, after they come back from uh, whatever or however long they plan on being out for uh, in the NBA season. So, the G League has been canceled for sure this season. Uh, that being said, Nick, if if you were the NBA commissioner right now, what would or what do you think should be the proceeding with this season? Like, how would you continue it? Oh, man, that's a hard question because we don't know the extent of the impact of America, like, on in America right now because they're tripling and doubling in cases and they're only reacting now. So I'm, this is going to be, the next few weeks is going to be an explosion of cases over there. And I, I don't know how precautionary they are. I don't know if they're going to take warning right i mean if if it is as serious as it is as it is then america's older population are going to have a problem with this especially with how their health care is right correct i mean you look at china you look at korea you look at italy they're just they have the brunt of it right now i mean and they're on the up now i mean italy is going to be on the up in a few weeks i would say this this is my estimation i mean korea and china they have more recoveries than cases now and the way that the asians did it it's very dramatic or very i would say dramatic and very like a strong response but it's paying dividends right now to them and they're on the recovery except they're finding out that if you know you're not going to have enough antibodies for this then what do we do about the second wave but that's another problem they got to deal with this problem first right yeah to all the people who say it's another flu do we have a vaccine for this virus not really do we know the impact of this no yes so, you know, that one guy in my group who's like, oh, it's just another virus. It'll go away by April. I hope he eats his word right now. But you know what? I'll just keep that opinion to myself. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but yeah, Nick, OK, well, <laughs> with all that being said, like if you're if you're the commissioner, what would you do in terms of the NBA season? I rambled on. I'm sorry. I think I would start <laughs> off. I think I would just go the empty arena games, to be honest. I mean, you can't delay the league anymore. If I don't know about the fans, to be honest. If you, if it's an afflicted city like San Fran or like New York, I don't know where you can relocate those games. But then again, I wouldn't do massive gatherings of people too, right? So I would, I would say we would finish it behind closed doors and make NBA League pass free and just, we can watch it, right? I think that's the yeah. That, that would be a great idea. Wow, I didn't. It was, I was not thinking about that. They should definitely make League Pass free and let you watch whatever, right? Like a viable option, right? Or a stream that they, of course, they are sanctioned, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yes. And, you know, and to the people who moan and whine about not seeing it in person, would you rather catch a disease while watching your team lose? Like I would. <laughs> Unless, Definitely not. unless your team is like the Lakers or Bucks, let's just face it. Your team's probably gonna lose. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Lakers, Bucks, or Clippers. You know, Toronto or Denver or any of the top four of each East like conference. 
let's be real here. They're probably going to lose to those teams, right? True. True. I mean, if I was the commissioner, I would go that route, you know, make it online for the rest of this season, see how it goes from there. If it's a better situation in America after six months, let's say you extend the off season, cut the next regular season, see how it goes from there. Then you got to play it by ear, right? Obviously, you're going to have to hire health experts for this. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the NBA will do it. I think they're the most up-to-date league. They're very... How do you say it? They're very on top of their game when it comes to this. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, to be honest, if if it's bad, then you still have the league pass, right? You can just waive the league pass fee and just go from there. Or you can cut it in half next season. It's really up to them. I think revenue-wise, they're not going to suffer. Like short-term, of course, you're going to suffer. But long-term, I don't think they're going to suffer. I think I'll come back stronger long term. But let's see how these companies think too, right? Well, if anything, you still want the TV deal to, or you want to be televising these games, right? That's where they're generating the most revenue from, right? I know they, I know they're gonna lose like a lot of money from not having people at the game, right? Uh, I can't remember what what team, but like it, uh, I can't remember, but like just in food, they generate like almost like 10 i think i think they were saying like 10 million depending on which team it is they generate a ton of money off of that right just on food now could you imagine how much they generate off tickets you know how how high they put it especially in the playoffs you know those are going to be heavily priced tickets right um but if let me ask you this though it would you continue the league? Would you play the full 82 games, Nick? Or are you more likely to be inclined into being like, you know what? We're already in June. Uh, might as well start the playoffs. And whoever is in a playoff spot as of today, that those are the teams that are going to get in. And whoever isn't, well, I'm sorry. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you guys are going to have to miss the this year's playoffs. I would say you know what depending on how much time we have left i don't know how severe it is depending on the time right i would probably do five to ten games that's a good enough buffer for everyone to get into i would say back into the shape they want and boom you have the playoffs right there and if they complain about you know not being in shape well right now like in quarantine what are you guys supposed to do right you got to stay ready in case anything happens i know it's it's the nature of the business, though. I know it's a health scare out there, but realistically, this is still your job to be in shape. It's not time to go like on vacation and like mess around, right? Yes. Uh, I also just saw on Instagram that uh, the that the players are going to be allowed to travel, but they have to have um, permission from the team, and apparently, they're gonna the team would discuss it with the player if they were to leave the country or to leave the city. Uh, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want them to leave the country, correct? Um, yeah. It's not something that's advisable as of this moment. But uh, if anything, they would they should probably just stay home or in their area rather than be traveling. Uh, but you know what, Nick? Another thing I was also thinking of is that maybe the maybe playing all the games to make uh, an 82 game season, and on top of that, make the playoffs and go into what 
uh, I think they were saying August at the latest. So that would not be terrible just because maybe this gives the NBA a chance to play less games like they usually like uh, they've been talking a lot lately, less than the 82 and then maybe see if that works out for them. Uh, I don't know what you would think about that. I really don't know about playing the full 82. I think this season and next season should be shortened. I think preseason should be shortened too next season. But I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I, I understand it's like it's a business, right? But you gotta make some, you gotta make some uh, savvy moves right now. I mean, with the way you can either cut your losses on the in-game attendance and just go through the online route. I mean, honestly, you got to protect the integrity of your product and you got to make sure you're compensating people correctly and you're just covering. You got to make sure all sides are happy, which is, you know, Adam Silver has done a great job of that. But right now he has a lot on his plate. He's navigated through a lot. And this is one of the biggest challenges I've, I've seen so far for him. Yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, not only him, but like, I mean, any other commissioner that has their season going right now, right? Just like the NHL. Uh, I know MLB is going to start off. So, like, these are, like, really weird situations, situations you wouldn't think you'd be a part of. Um, I'm, I'm also thinking that they would want to play the 82 games just because uh, there's a possibility the players could be missing out on some money, a percentage of the money that is owed to them just because of um, the TV deals. So that's that's another reason I would think that they would probably end up playing out the full season. Um, not to mention that maybe will it have an impact on the uh, on the cap? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if you would know that for sure. Um, I think all caps would be affected like in all major sports just because no one's watching anything. But it's a short term hit, right? You got to. They can't be thinking about all these short-term losses right now they just got to think about the long-term product i mean they got to know once nba comes back right the the product is so popular they're gonna get they're gonna see that money sooner or later is this patience right now i mean what's number one priority health is wealth right that's true if you're not healthy you're not going to be wealthy in the future that's true that's true uh, but yeah, and then there was also one last point, last point for this, I swear. Um, what would you think about maybe uh, having like a play in, you know, have like ninth and 10th from each conference play eighth and ninth for the final, the last two spots of, uh, of the playoffs? You mean, you mean seventh and eighth, but well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But, I think. I think the seventh place for each conference is too much of a difference right now. I don't think it would work. I think if you did like a three spot, like eight, nine, and ten for the eighth, I think it'd be better, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Because you look at the West, each team are five games out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And the East is like, well, nobody's going to – East is East. Nobody's going to catch up to the eighth, to be honest, knowing how they play. Yeah, so maybe it would be a few. It would be. It would prove to be like 
a nothing tournament and whoever would be eighth would probably end up going through anyways. I mean, let's be honest. Eighth in the East or West this season is not a not a fun prospect. I don't want to get whooped by any of those teams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but like, I don't know. The team like experience in the playoffs doesn't hurt, right? But it, it's just a matter of how they handle the next season after. Um. Yeah. Anyways, enough about this uh, COVID nineteen stuff. Uh, you want to go on to the next uh, into the next subject? Yeah, that'd be great. Moving on to the MVP race, Josh. I gotta gotta tell you, I'm recording you on Skype right now. It's my legal duty to tell you, and I hope you're okay with it. You know, we'd be talking about MVP, but I have to tell you, I'm recording you through Skype, not for legal purposes, just for the podcast purposes. I <laughs> uh, th- thanks a lot for letting me know. I feel safe now. Uh, but yeah, uh, MVP, Nick, uh, seems like a lot of people have been swayed to, uh, vote for LeBron after these last two big wins he's had against, uh, Milwaukee and the Clippers. Um, I just wanted to get your take on this because, uh, well, I don't know from your point of view, but from my point of view, I feel like we're being really short-sighted just because we're basing it on what's on what he's done the last two the last two games or two of the last three games because they ended up losing against Brooklyn uh, when was it on Monday or whatever. Um, but but yeah, Nick, uh, have are these last two games enough for you to give LeBron MVP? No, and I'll tell you why because. Giannis has done such an incredible job this whole season leading that Milwaukee team to what's their record 53 and 11 yes I believe so yes okay and LeBron has what 50 and 13 I believe yes so there's just like a two game difference right yeah but here is where the problem lies Giannis has done such a monstrous job up until those up until the point where he dueled LeBron. And you know MVPs, right? They're always about narratives. And LeBron's narrative is he's 35. He's averaging the highest assist he's ever had in his life. Or sorry, in his career. He's still averaging 25. He still looks young out there. He goes out, takes out the Clippers, takes out Milwaukee. And Giannis, you know, he didn't really win that duel with LeBron. And he got pretty... uh locked up by LeBron, I'm not going to lie. So, and in my eyes, it's not because Giannis, it's not because LeBron won those duels, it's because Giannis, this is his MVP to lose. He's done so much work, and now LeBron's putting in that second half work. The media is going to spin it towards LeBron because he's stepping up his game. Well, you know, Giannis, he goes 100% each game in the regular season. And it's mostly, I would say it's a little bit of voters fatigue, a little bit of bias towards LeBron and him not really winning that marquee matchup against LeBron. I mean, I'll give LeBron his props, right? He did very well against Giannis that game. He gave him fits. He gave him all the problems in the post. He couldn't do those moves. He couldn't power through defenders like he usually does. And it doesn't look good in the media's eyes, right? And the media... If they sniff out a narrative, they're going to run with it. 
and it's very political of the MVP. Some people might say I'm talking out of my butt, but look at it. LeBron has that second second half season push towards his advantage. Is he going to win it? We don't know for sure. But knowing the media, I think they might give it to LeBron based on the fact that he's older, he's averaging career highs, and that they might take for granted that Giannis might have another season like this. That's my opinion. Correct. Um, like I, I know about. Yeah, I agree with all you said. And like on top of that, I, I don't know if people remember, but uh, when was it in December when uh, the Bucks handed a, an L to the Lakers? Was it like a five point loss that the Lakers had that night? I don't know if you remember, but Giannis had what five three pointers in that game. Like people are quick to forget. Yep. Like, yep. The, they basically evened out in the in the head to head, right? I mean, Giannis had his way that night against the Lakers. And, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Um, and LeBron had his way this time against against the Bucks. So it, it's still 1-1, right? It's still, it's, still une- it's still even, right? It's not like, it's not like uh, LeBron totally took over both games, right? Even that game in Milwaukee, I think I remember LeBron having a, a, a rough night, right? So people are quick to forget all these things that happened. Um, but for me, I feel like if, even if Braun does turn it up towards this latter end of the season, I feel like Giannis put up a more complete season than, than Braun. And he just he was able to do more through the full season. Not to say that Braun's first half was bad. No, it was really good. But... Uh, Giannis has been just amazing throughout the full season, if you get what I mean. Um, I think not now until we got here to the second half is that we're finally starting to see what LeBron is really going to be like or close to what he might be like in the playoffs. I feel like he still has a few more notches to go. But in terms of MVP for the season, I feel like it should be Giannis. But again, like I was telling you, uh, when it comes to Rookie of the Year, if I totally believe that Morant deserves to be MVP or not MVP, but uh, Rookie of the Year, but if somehow New Orleans sneaks in and they make the playoffs, you know what's gonna happen, Nick. And I know what the writers are gonna do. They're gonna end up voting for for Zion over over John Morant, and it's just inevitable. Uh, but that's only if they were to, if they, the Pelicans were to make the, the, the playoffs. And I feel like same things going on with, uh, right now with the MVP voting, I feel like in the end, these last few games are going to be, uh, more fresher in the writer's mind. And then they'll be like, you know what? I think, uh, LeBron deserves it more than Giannis this year. And it's not to say that Braun doesn't deserve it. Like, he totally has. Like, he's led the team from beginning to end uh, through crisis uh, from the China, from the China problem they had when uh, Daryl Morey spoke about the country mm. to Kobe's death. You know, it's just there's a lot of things in there, right, that you got to give Braun credit for. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, in my mind, I think I would still give it to Giannis. Um uh, maybe it might help that the uh, the Bucks have lost these last few games without him too, 
maybe it shows how much how important it is he is to the team. Uh, and I mean, the few times that uh, Braun's been uh, missing in the lineup, the Lakers have ended up going two and one. So there's not much of a sample size there either, right? I mean, I thought Lakers would look bad with them, but they've been surviving. They took out OKC. I think they beat Brooklyn without um, LeBron. Or no, they beat Golden State without LeBron. Yeah, Golden State. That's yeah. correct. And Milwaukee, they look they they look okay without Giannis, but still, the way that the team's built, it's it's catered towards his uh, weaknesses for sure. And I think. I still give it to Giannis, no doubt. LeBron has done amazing this season. Nothing, you know, taking nothing away from him. But it's just, you know how it is in the NBA. It's all about narrative. If the media likes you and if they have voter fatigue, those are the three main things. Not because you're having a great season. Or that's majority of the reason for sure. But still, those three things are crucial as well that I just mentioned. Yeah, that's true, Nick. Um, I guess we'll see. We'll see when, once the once the season uh, starts again. We'll 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 give it a look. Um, you said you wanted to talk about Brooklyn next. Yes, let's talk about Brooklyn next. Nicky, Josh, I gotta tell you. Each time I do this, I gotta legally tell you I'm recording you for legal purposes for the podcast. I'm sorry. It's just, it says it right in all caps, bold. On the top right-hand corner of Skype, I know I'm not used to doing this. I know you're not used to hearing me saying this every time, but I just want to tell you, it's for the safety of us. <laughs> Nick, actually, I'm starting to worry. I mean, if it's telling you to say that, do you think they're listening in onto these conversations just to know if you're actually doing it or not? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you mean, <laughs> come on, man. There's a recording <laughs> capability. It's us talking. They don't know what we're talking about until they sample this audio. And then they'll be like, oh, it's just these two idiots talking about basketball. They're fine. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that seems kind of odd. Um, but, but yeah, you wanted to talk about Brooklyn, bro. So, so let what what's on your mind about them? Brooklyn, I mean... What do you think of their future prospect? I'm, I mean, Durant Irving is a wash this year. You still have them on contract for two more years, plus their player options. You make room for DeAndre Jordan, but now you have a talent problem. You got Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Not Dinwiddle. <laughs> yes, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. I always get this guy's name wrong because I don't like him for some reason. I'm kidding. <laughs> You got Karis LeVert, you got Joe Harris, Tarion Prince, uh, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, and you got a Kirk Kirkich or whatever his name is, that Euro player that I don't like. He's dirty. And uh, you have a a few Euros on that team that are good, for sure. Point being, how is this team going to mesh next year? What are the needs to this team next year? And how do you see them playing out next year with a fully healthy lineup? I'm comparing Kyrie and KD talent-wise to an AD and a LeBron and a Paul George and a Kawhi. But chemistry-wise, I'm going to rank them at the bottom compared to those other two duos. Do you agree with me on that one for the chemistry? For sure, I do. I I do agree with that. Um... 
and and here's another thing, Nick. Um, Kyrie hasn't shown us that he can stay healthy. Now I know that's it's not that's something out of a player's control. Correct? Uh, they they can't do much about it. But from what he's shown us the last few seasons, Nick, he shows that he can't he can't stay healthy, Nick. Uh, my worry is that what if he has another career or not career? I mean, season ending injury like he did this year, right? Like you just can't depend on him. You got to find someone else. They, they got to find someone else. Um, it comes to the point where do you think they should keep all their players just in case there's that emergency button where Kyrie goes down for like, three, four months in, in, in the season and they should keep everyone because they know that the next person can step up and is able to step up? I think with the talent they have, is just too much overlapping skills. I mean, Karis Levert, he needs the ball all the time. Sp- same with Spencer, right? They need the ball all the time. And you have the number two best small four, sorry, I would say number two tied with Kawhi best small forward on the planet or power forward however you want to measure it and kevin durant even if he's lost a step he's still he's still going to give you a lot of buckets i would still say a 27 point per game type of guy even if he has minute restrictions at that point you have kevin durant you got Kyrie, you got karis you got spencer between those two of karis and spencer who are you going to ship out i would say you ship out spencer to be honest yeah, he really does need the ball. Like, if you notice him, he he disappears when he doesn't have it, right? And again, like, it's not his fault. Uh, if Kyrie is in there, Nick, you know it's hard to get your stats. It's hard to get the ball, right? Because Kyrie is not the type to set some other players up. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but his time with Cleveland, that was one of the things that really bugged or irked LeBron that he would not be getting the assists. Do you remember Do you remember Braun having a problem with that? I remember Braun having a problem with that. And Lou, I think Ty went to talk with Kyrie, and Kyrie's like, well, that's what you have number 23 for. I think that was his response. Correct. And, I mean, now, I mean, you can see it in what? You saw it in Boston, right? Everyone was not happy. Uh, they weren't happy to not get the ball. Uh, it seemed like if Kyrie were to get his stats, like you don't know if you're going to win that game or not. It's not 100%, uh, not even, I would say, even 70% sure that you're going to win that game if Kyrie's getting his stats, right? I mean, in Boston, there was way too many mouths to feed. Honestly, if he went the Kemba route and just went with Tatum and Hayward, I think they would be a lot better position. I think Irving's a lot more talented than Kemba. Don't get me wrong. Kemba's still a fantastic player. I think if he went that route with Boston, he would have stayed for a while. They would have been, I would say, probably top three seed by now. Right, right. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, am I wrong for thinking there's, their future seems sort of uncertain? It seems like... A la 2014, except they have the prime talents, not the old talents. Correct. But you've got really banged up talents. You know what I mean? Uh, KD is coming off uh, oh, an Achilles injury. Kyrie, what what was it this year? His shoulder? Yeah, shoulder. Um, 
shoulder, right? And it just seems to never get that that well. And then you also got to take into uh, account that Kyrie has also had a few uh, knee, knee injuries and surgeries on top of that, right? He's had a few of them on his knee, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like over time, especially once you get older, that that stuff doesn't really tend to go away. It, it, it just tends to show up more. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I just feel like, I, I mean, as much as Brooklyn went all in on this, I think they might have made the wrong move. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong because I would love to see these two just go at it and give, a, give the NBA another dominant team uh, that you can watch. But to me, for now, it just doesn't seem like it's going pretty. It's gonna go well for them whenever they start playing together again. Yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes with Brooklyn. I don't think they've learned their lesson about mortgaging their futures for prime talents. I mean, you can't throw prime talents all at once on a young team like that. I mean, you're gonna get. Let's say they do work out. You're gonna get what a two to three window two to three year window at most and probably people are going to get tired of either taking that step back or they're going to get tired of not getting the recognition they deserved exactly right exactly it's it's honestly whenever it's a team sport it's always about the mental fortitude of everyone the mental game i always tell this to my basketball teams right is it mentally do we think we're there as a team do we want like are we mentally challenging each other are we just keeping each other in check are we you know not snickering at each other or not you know trying to bicker at each other all the time it's it's hard it more it's a lot of talent for sure but it's also mental i mean you look at those miami teams they should have three-peated right from the get-go golden state should have had five championships yeah or at least four of one but it just shows you how hard it is to win right nothing's that's the thing that's like nothing's for granted no matter how much talent you have on a team nothing's for granted right yeah i mean this goes to show you right i mean playing that much basketball together as a team is going to start wearing on you Yes, especially when there's big egos on, on the team, right? It's just, it's going to start wearing down on them. And I mean, basically, I, I mean, we don't know for sure, but some are speculating that um, the downfall of their coach uh, was because of uh, the, the big two guys that they have in, in Brooklyn now. It and, was because uh, the benching of DeAndre and they benched Karis LeVert. Right. You know the NBA, right? It's a, it's a players' league. Anything that happens to the players, the coaches are going to get canned first for sure. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but there's also been the reports that uh, Kyrie wants uh, Ty Lue to coach them. He's the favorite, apparently, for them. So uh, this is new ownership, Nick. What do you think is going to happen? Obviously, they want to keep the players happy, right? They weren't gonna want to try and keep Kyrie happy. So next thing you know, guess who's gonna be their new head coach, Nick? I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time. Uh, after the season's ended, I'm pretty sure that's what that's the route they're gonna go to. I mean, it's it is what it is, right? I mean, the players get what they want, but end of the day, 
how do you handle all those egos? I mean, that's why Phil is such a great coach, right? He handled Michael, handled Scotty, handled Shaq, handled Kobe, handled a plethora of egos, and he got 11 championships. That's true. And, I mean, it just gives them more of, uh, what do you call it, more credit to him, right? Uh, a lot of people are like, yeah, but he had all these players, and look how many he won. But it's not easy always coaching the uh, the uh, like the best players in one team like there there's a lot that goes into trying to work these guys and making them be cohesive and make sure that they're giving up the ball at the right time and to the right person it's not it's not just having your best players and oh they'll make it happen i mean Spolster did a good job in miami too i mean think about it he was almost on his way out with lebron right LeBron didn't seem too happy with him. And then on top of, and then uh, Pat Riley, Pat Riley was like, no, this is the guy we're going to go with. So uh, it, it's a talent for sure, right? It, it's not, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And I think that's why Frank Vogel was the right hire for us. I mean, he took those Indiana teams to how many series against Miami and he gave it, he made it tough for LeBron. And I think LeBron, you know, of course, he's going to respect Vogel because he made it tough for him to get past Indiana. And I'm pretty sure LeBron respects Vogel and Vogel knows what to do with LeBron, knows when to push the buttons a little bit and when to back off. I mean, it's very evident in their plays for sure. And you can see there's a trust between them. Yeah, that's true, Nick. But, uh, but yeah, man, going back to Brooklyn, uh, in my opinion, like... I just don't see it happening for them. I don't see them being that competitive. If anything, Nick, this might actually be just a two-year thing, right? They have they have uh, the player option after two years, right? Yeah, they have the player option. So if anything, I think that's the route they might be going two years and out. And, uh, and watch out if Kyrie is injured and he's out for a while, you know what's going to happen, right? He's going to sign that player option, and he's going to stay with them, and then next thing you know, Brooklyn's stuck with him, unfortunately, right? Uh, but, but yeah, man, yeah. I feel like it, it's... I mean, we're thinking really far ahead right now, but I, I just feel like this is where this situation is going to head into. Same with the Lakers, I think. We know LeBron. He's probably going to play out that contract probably sign on for two more at most but maybe gonna, yeah it's He's gonna be eight still gotta sign anthony davis too right i mean we're really getting far ahead of ourselves here yeah. um but uh with these teams is unpredictable i mean it's a player's league for sure and they control their destiny and all the teams know that i mean they don't have power like the nfl right i mean you do anything to cross these teams Oh, sorry, these cross these players, they're gonna remember it for sure. Yeah, that's for sure, Nick. Um, but yeah, Nick, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I think that we covered all our bases. I mean, it's been a pleasure recording through Skype with you. I have to legally tell you, I recorded you for three conversations. <laughs> I know, I know, we're gonna put this on, you know, anchor. I think it's been a pleasure recording with you. If I catch the virus, please delete my browser history. Please tell everyone to come to my funeral to let me down one more time. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're trying I don't... to end off on a positive note. <laughs> listen, listen. Let's just be positive. Let's not be jackasses to each other. Let's, you know. <laughs> If we see an elder person that's shopping, let them grab the stuff they need first, okay? It's not it's not like the apocalypse. They need stuff as much as we do. We don't need freaking six months worth of toilet paper, people. I don't know Crap. what you I don't know what y'all doing with the toilet paper. I don't see on the symptoms that you're gonna shit your pants every five minutes, so I don't get why you're hoarding it. I mean if I saw it on the symptom list, I would totally get it, okay? <laughs> It just has to be sensible to me. It just doesn't make sense sometimes. Yeah, guys. Uh, the only way we're going to get through this uh, time is together, right? Uh, like Nick said, you make a great point. You got to help out the, the elderly. Um, they they probably need it more than you do. So if you see an elderly person, I know I know you and I were discussing this earlier today. We see this a lot in Van. We're or in Vancouver, and we're like, we're, we're really selfish, you know, like hard times like this brings out the worst in people. And they just, they're really selfish. But but yes, I agree. Help out each other. We'll get through this. And I'm pretty sure we'll see basketball in the future. It's not all doom and gloom. Um, with that being said, guys, take care of your mentals. Take, take care of your chicken. Take care of your health. Uh, and we'll we'll keep talking basketball. Nick and I have come up with a few ideas already for next week. So just because there's no ball doesn't mean that we won't be recording more podcasts. All right. Uh, it's been a blast recording with you, Josh. Just got a PSA. Please keep washing your hands, wiping down the equipment you use after, and making sure that you're doing your due diligence not to get people sick, not to get yourself sick. It's not just about us. It's about our parents. It's about our grandparents. Just because we're healthy doesn't mean they're going to be fighting that virus as well as we do. I mean, it's life is hard as, or is as hard as it's going to get already. I mean, we just got to be together. We can't be stabbing each other in the back. I mean, that's it for me. This is the Waterboys podcast. Follow us at Waterboys with a Z on Instagram. I'm Nick Chu. He's Joshy Santos. I just cut him off for like a minute spiel but i'll let him talk <laughs> no you said everything correct nick uh thanks for listening folks and uh we'll catch you later all right see ya boys and guys and girls and everyone else <laughs>